All right. I feel like I have felt everything that I need to say. I have felt nothing. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. That's yes. it. This is Cinnabuds. I'm 88.9's Justin Barney. And I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. This week on Cinnabuds, well, right now on Cinnabuds, yeah. we are talking about the movie Thoroughbreds. We have a business proposition for you. You got a gun? Yes, I have a gun. You don't know where I come from. Westchester. I'm in. You have no idea. I didn't think you'd bring it here. We both saw it at the Oriental Theater here in, uh, in Milwaukee. Yep. Just uh, started this week. Can you tell us a little bit about Thoroughbreds? Yeah, it is a, I'm going to call it for now, and I want to get into this, a thriller. Okay, yes. Uh, (laughs) It is a thriller uh, about two young women and an evil uh, stepdad. Uh, Yeah, sums it up. And uh, their friendship and relationship and then a potential murder plan. Yes, it was directed by... Corey Finley. Yeah. This is his directorial debut. Yeah. Never set foot on a film set before. Really? Before this film. Wow. What was he doing before? He So he's a playwright and he's young. He's like 28, I believe, somewhere around there. Uh, but he's been a pretty successful playwright and uh, he wrote a treatment or he, I believe he maybe wrote a treatment or the whole script and he kind of shopped it as either a play or a film or a short story. You know, he had options sure. and his agent sent it to a couple of like Oscar winning writers and those writers immediately were like on board to produce along with one of the, I think the, the company that did the Florida project right. and they were just greenlit it. It just seems like a very easy, <laughs> <laughs> suspiciously easy into the world of cinema. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, let's make this into a movie. And they, and I don't understand how or why they decided he could go ahead and direct it too. Sure. How but do you think uh, yeah, he did? I think he did really well. I think it's a really, really interesting movie with a really interesting tone that isn't uh, isn't super common. Yeah. Let's get into that. So the uh, there's basically there's two main characters, Olivia Cook and Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy, we both knew from the, the witch. The witch. Yeah. She was witch. the young girl in the witch. We both yeah. loved. Yeah, it was crazy weird and awesome. Creepy and wonderful. And then Olivia Cook, who I had no idea who that who she Yeah, was. she had looked familiar and I, I know I've seen her in something. But she was good. Yeah, she was good. Oh, Meet Earl and the Dying Girl she was in. That's probably okay. the most uh, recognizable thing yes. she was in, yeah. And uh they're both very good. And then the stepdad is Paul Sparks. You probably know him from House of Cards. Oh, okay. If you watch House of Cards. I did a long time ago. He just kind of has an evil look to him. He really does. He's one of those character actors that you know what you're getting. You're hiring that face. Right. And so kind of the crux of the story here is that Olivia Cook and Anya Taylor-Joy are two friends and they well they're not they don't really start as friends they're like I think they did start as friends it sounds like they start as friends and then there was an incident and they became different like happens in high school but one of the characters it it is immediately evident she just says straight up that she is uh, that she feels nothing yeah so she feels no joy no compassion no love yeah she's a sociopath she's a sociopath (laughs) and the other girl is not right and uh, I I really like that I thought that that it set up these like interesting philosophical questions yeah. You know, of like, what is good and evil? Mm-hmm. What is, what gives life meaning, you know? And, and there's, there's these things where the one that does have feelings, 
she's got all these problems. They both have problems. But uh, it was like, is it better to feel or not to feel? It kind of mm-hmm. like set up this whole philosophical kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and then you see the characters, and it's the great thing is it's not very, it starts out kind of black and white. Like, oh, I'm the one that has no feelings, and I'm the one that feels a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you start to see the different ranges and colors in their character, which is great. And when you get to the end, it's a very, very interesting uh, de- how they've developed throughout. Um, and so then also very quickly you get to this this plot of there's an evil stepdad and uh, it is a you know a plot to to kill the stepdad. Yeah. yeah, he's it's interesting too because at first the stuff he does isn't like terrible like you would get in a typical Yes. I mean he's definitely psychologically abusive. Right. But it's kind of just he's awful. He's just an unpleasant, pretty unpleasant, but he's not, he's not physically abusive. He typically leaves them alone. Yeah. Probably to the point where that's like, you know, by absence. <laughs> abuse right. By, but um, he does, then eventually he does show his colors even more. And, you know, he's very aggressive with the mother, but not what you get in a typical, like a typical film. I feel a little bit, there would be physical abuse, something over the top to get you to really hate him. In this, you just hate his character. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of set up my... I liked this film a lot. I did not love it. Yeah. There was like there was definitely parts where I was looking at my watch. Yeah. There was a there was a part where I was like, I kind of just want to go to the bathroom yeah. for the <laughs> sake of just like, you know, take a break. Just taking a break. For me, it kind of felt like uh, a short that got made into a feature length. Okay, yeah. Because the there was really there was like one plot line and then there was like a kind of weird subplot. With this character. Who, yeah, he kind of figures into the main plot. Like, they try to... Oh, yeah, it, well, it should be noted that it was, I believe, Anton Yelkin's last film before he passed away. Yeah. Um, and so he plays Greener. sort of this uh, this kind of sleazy loser drug dealer that's older than them that they try to enlist to do the deed. That, to me, that just kind of felt out. like a subplot to have a subplot. It's possible. I do. I do like his. I did like his character, and I thought he'd figure in more. Yeah. Uh, he does come back around at the end. I think they might use him as some highlighting, mm-hmm. as sort of like to help the narrators or, or the narration be like, only check in with you because you remember what happened before. Right. <laughs> um, do you have a hot take on this? You know, I liked it. Uh, the more I thought, it, I liked it a lot while I was watching it. Yeah. For one reason, and then when I was done, I liked it for another reason. What's the reason that you liked it while you're watching? So while I was watching it, the the writing and the dialogue is, I think, fantastic in this movie. Uh-huh. And when I found out later that he was a playwright, made perfect sense because there's, I don't know, some people can pick up on this. I feel like I always pick up on when a film is based on a play. Yeah, because the dialogue is usually very particular. It's usually a little bit more fast paced, a little bit, you know, there's a very clever, a lot of clever endings to a little conversation. But there's that dialogue that you can just tell this was a play before. Yeah. When I was watching it, I kind of got that vibe. And also it takes place in one spot the whole time. Yeah. There's like a couple, like there's a party and then there's like another place, but you could easily see how that could all be one place. Yeah. And and it is mostly in this just extravagant mansion. mansion, Right. Which was a joy to like, just like see this beautiful house. But it mostly took place there. Yeah, for sure. But I thought the actors were really, really great. Especially the two actors, the two main actors were fantastic. And I thought the the writing and the dialogue was superb. I thought that was really, it reminded me of like a film noir, that kind of fast, quick uh, dialogue exchange usually yeah. ends in a great quip. Yeah. It happened a lot. And it had, I before you said it was a thriller, I, I think that you could 
say that by the score alone. It yeah. Had oh, this, yeah, yeah. It had this music in it that just said an off-kilter yeah. theme to kind of the whole thing. They they separated it into literal chapters. Yeah, they had, yeah. They had like did, chapter yeah. one, chapter two, and things happen. And, you know, they're just like walking through the house, and it's got this like weird off-kilter music where you're like, yeah. This is this is a thrill. <laughs> yeah. This is this yeah. is thrilling. I'm feeling a little tense. Yeah. Well, and that brings me to the reason I liked it afterwards. As I was thinking about it, I did notice that it was like the tone is like visually and with the music and how it was photographed didn't like it didn't seem like one or the other to me. Cause so it's also kind of funny. Like I've seen a lot of reviewers call it wickedly funny. And I'm like, I don't think that it's not a comedy. Definitely not. It's definitely <laughs> not a comedy, but there is definitely humor in it. Sure. And then also there's obviously a thriller and uh, psychological thriller and uh, like a physical thriller, but the way is all, it's almost all ta- takes place in daytime. Yeah. And there's a lot of light. Usually in a thriller, you're going to get those dark moments, but there weren't many dark moments and all of the, kind of action any physical action takes place off camera yeah so you don't see yeah, a lot of that like stuff that yeah so it's a weird combination of like a kind of a light relationshipy almost and uh, as well as the film noir uh like back and forth reminds me of old rom- romantic comedies as well mm-hmm. like from the th- 40s where it's that quick snappy banter yeah so you have like an element of comedy it's not a comedy but you have an element of humor and lightness vis- visually and then the dark undertones of the characters and what's happening. So it's a strange combination that I think while I was watching didn't really like I didn't really connect but then afterwards I thought it was kind of a fresh interesting approach. Um are you going to do you suggest that people see it in the theater, stream it or skip it? Interestingly, I think this one is uh, I think you'll I think you'll like it better if you see it in the theater. I think this is one of those films that if you were to watch it at home, you're gonna get a little bored. You could. Well, I don't even know about bored, but you could. It's just knowing people's habits of watching things at home. I don't think you're gonna pick up on some of the nuance. So you see it? I would say see it. I would say stream it. Yeah. See it when it comes on Netflix or something. It's a good yeah. late night watch. All right. That is the takes on Thoroughbreds 2017 at the Oriental right now. See it or stream it. See it in general. And now this is the part where we go into the spoilery version. Spoilia dish. Spoilia dish. Let's get to the dirt. Yeah. All right. Gloves are off. We're spoiling it. If you have seen it and want to hear more, or if you have not seen it and just don't care, Listen he now. dies in the end. <laughs> the stepdad gets killed. What did you think about that? I, I really like that scene. So the scene is the, um, and, that, and that's the thing that I touched on earlier is how the characters kind of change places. Right. So you've got the character who's the sociopath, doesn't have feelings, and then the one that, hit, oh, I feel too much. Right. And the idea is, Anya's character roofies the sociopath right in the thought that she would kill her stepdad and blame it on the now unconscious friend because she has no feelings so she doesn't care the uh, her yeah, thinking yeah. is like she she's not going to care if she you know is living life or she you know has no motivation yeah. really had no motivation the whole time right and uh, um you know, she doesn't care either way. She's gonna like existing. Her, She's in her existence yeah. is meaningless. Right, is kind of the feeling, which I really liked the whole yeah. moral quandary, the whole For like sure. philosophical argument of like uh, then 
you know, by that thinking then like feeling is what gives life meaning. Yeah. That's just an interesting thought to, to kick around. Yeah. So yeah, she, she roofies her, kills her stepdad off screen, off screen which is nice. They have a very slow push in on the unconscious friend, but you can kind of hear Right. There's this like rowing machine that he's using. Yeah. Which makes a very haunting sound throughout. Yes. But like you kind of know, like once they do it, I was like, oh, I bet they're going to kill him. Yeah. And like, (laughs) I bet that that's going to factor in, you know? It didn't didn't occur to me, but yeah, that makes sense. And uh, um, so then you hear like the, it stops and then uh, it picks up. I like that too. I kind of, there was a part of me that was like, end, end, end. Oh, sure. But while they're like laying on the couch together. Yeah. But I liked when they picked it up and she, yeah. you know, she was in the clink. Yeah, she <laughs> was, was in, yeah. in the pen. In the pen. The big house. And uh, she like, you know, like the, it, the plan worked out. Yeah. She was like, this is a place that I don't, I don't mind being in. It's like, it's not horrible. Yeah. Obviously she didn't have any feelings either way because she doesn't have feelings. But the interesting thing, and that's where I think the big switch came, is that so before she drank the drink that was drugged, mm-hmm. uh, that was hard to say. Before she drank the drink that was drugged. <laughs> yeah, I'm preparing for the radio. <laughs> um, she knew, she was told, the, the uh, Anya's character said, no, don't do it. I've changed my mind. Like, right. I, I was this way to do. And she decided, no, you're right. She drank it all right. consciously. Yeah. So it's kind of like, she doesn't have feelings, but she did that for her. She did that for her. Yeah. So she did do a good thing. And then when you come back to the end scene where An- uh, Anton Yelkin comes back into yeah. play, she runs into him and explain it kind of hints at what happened. Right. And you see the same deadness on her face Absolutely. that the sociopath's character had pre- previously. And she seems to be kind of cut to, oh, she's killed someone now. So she's right. different. Yeah. So that's what I like. That was where I was like, oh, that is a nice and a very slow and subtle shift of those characters at the end, which I thought was really pleasant. And I thought it was interesting that the character that has no feelings uh, was able to be really empathetic because she had no feelings. Yeah. And she was an interesting, she was used as this like, this truth teller yeah because she has no reason to lie because she knows when people are lying because when you lie you're trying to like you're trying not to hurt someone you're trying not to hurt their feelings by sheltering them some way or another and her like having no feelings was like just tell me just Just be be real just be honest just be real which i really like that yeah just as like a philosophy on life just to like if you just tell the truth you know like and i have no feelings about it either way It's just kind of like it was. It was nice. I liked how they used it as like a tool for the whole sure. Time. Yeah, and then they have that offset by her, who's at the very beginning very proper and trying to be very polite mm-hmm. and dishonest, essentially. And, yeah, and straight up fake, and you yeah. like kind of don't like her because she's being so fake. Yeah, and then she's just like you know just be honest, and, and then, then when she's she does, so much she more likable. When she's honest, she goes, "You're very off-putting," <laughs> which yeah. I actually thought that's exactly right, and. <laughs> And it's almost uh, the the other character, the friend, almost wanted to know that she goes, "Am I you know, like? Yeah, oh, this is this is off putting. I see now. I now I know. Right. Um, so she can adapt. Right. But yeah, that character. I think that kind of like sociopath character that they have in movies often is used as like, I just this is how I say it how it is, or I show you that I can pretend to be. Mm-hmm. And she didn't do that so much in this, but she talked about it. But the, I can pretend to be you and then snap out of it, which gives you this chill when you can see that it, the humanity drains from my face. Right. They didn't do so much of that in there, but they did. She was very much just the, 
Nope. I just say see things as I uh, as I see them. Say and, things as I see them. And yeah. I was just so ready to crack the whip on any single time that it would be like, there, she did have feeling. Yeah, you know, like yeah, where yeah. they like wouldn't be able to like hide it or yeah. like I was just like the whole thing would have been ruined yeah, if you don't want her to she go has back like a moment it. where like she like right. you know shows anything. Yeah, and because they, the, and they did a good job. And because the, the, the moment that she does something for another person, it's not necessarily based on feeling. It's just like, no, that does make sense. Right. It's like, a very logical, objective yeah. and you know, well reasoned. Right. And she is trying, the interesting thing is that, and they have the, these characters do this in film and TV too. It's you're, you have no feelings, but you are kind of trying to help a person. Yeah. Very and Maybe it's because you find it interesting. Yeah. How this solution is going to, you know, maybe it's not because oh, I have empathy. It's because this is a problem. I, I will see, let's see how I can solve it or this is how it should be solved. Right. Which is really interesting. And they do a good job of that. I really like that, you know, thought experiment yeah. of the whole thing. And, and especially those, considering, those yeah, yeah. And especially considering that this is his first film. I think it's very impressive for a, a, a young guy's, a young person's first film. Yeah. Is, oh, for sure. Like and, it wasn't trying too hard. Yeah. He had, yeah, but he had an interesting sure. topic and then really, really well written dialogue which i think is is lacking you know like yeah. having a like just not just the story the story is kind of simple actually but the dialogue and then the characters become really really full in that way right because i was thinking like this is very thin basically two characters sure. want to kill the dad kill the dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it chapter one want to kill the dad chapter two try to kill the dad chapter three <laughs> kill the dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was worth it for those characters. Yeah. All right. I feel like I have felt everything that I need to say. I have felt nothing. <laughs> that was so perfect. All right. <laughs> and cut. We're done. <laughs>